Welcome to the BCP podcast. This is Open Source News Edition. Welcome to the program. Big hug to all of y'all. For those of you on YouTube, this is a last minute live, so I do not have the chat box uh, started. I'll probably do that on the next live. Big hug to all of y'all. As I was shaving this morning, I was listening to a song that's doing very well on the charts. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because uh, you probably have not tuned into my other show, BCP Unfiltered, but I will fill you in here in just a moment. But before we get into that, let me just tell you, uh, let, me, let me play you this sound. That is the GIMP making his way toward Marine Force One. Yesterday, Joe Biden took off on another weekend vacation to Delaware. 309th day on vacation without visitor logs. Folks, that is about 40% of his presidency. More than one-third of his presidency, not quite, but approximating half of his presidency, Joe Biden has spent on vacation in Delaware with no visitor logs. We don't know who's coming and going. We don't have the official records of Georgie Porgy and Barack Obama and their surrogates and their team meeting with Joe Biden and telling him what to say and do. We have no idea how many Russians may actually be, uh, excuse me, Ukrainians uh, and Russians maybe as well, and Chinese are actually influence peddling in person or through their delegates, their representatives, speaking to and whispering into the geriatric ear of one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. because they don't have visitor logs, supposedly. By the way, this marks Biden's 67th trip to Delaware since being sworn into office. We don't know who he's meeting with, but I can tell you that everything we're seeing here is absolutely by design, the destruction of America and the third term of the O'Bidens. This is the third term of one Barack Hussein Obama and Joseph Biden. In that order. Crazy stuff. Of course, the, uh, the leftist press and the Democrats have no uh, problem with this. But let's. Uh, how much are these vacations costing Americans? Well, the frequent uh, Delaware vacations are costing us taxpayers about $11 million. Marine One costs about $20,000 per hour, and Air Force One costs about $178,000 per hour, according to the Department of Defense documents. We have more exact figures for Air Force One if you want to know. That number is... $177,843 per hour. But I think it's okay if I just round up to $178,000 per hour. So there you go. There's been over 100 flights between Delaware and D.C. since the installation of the CCP globalist O'Biden puppet. Okay. Since he was busy going on vacation Friday, doesn't even wait till Saturday, goes on Friday, daylight hours. CNN had Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, 
Tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. Discuss what's going on right now with the White House press secretary. I'm sorry. Let me amp this up a little bit. Was this is with uh, Wolf Blitzer? Discuss what's going on right now with the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to begin with the sudden collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank out in California. The sudden collapse. The sudden collapse of this bank in uh, southern uh, in uh, in California, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. Folks, we need to pay attention to this. We need to pay attention to this. Uh, by the way, there was uh, Jim Cramer on CNBC just a few weeks ago. The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't yawn. This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakely concerned about. SVB is still Silicon Valley Bank. Recently bought one of our favorite research firms, Buffett Nathanson, and it's become less dependent upon private equity and venture capitalist offerings. Wait a second. Those dried up last year, they could come back. Yes, yeah, some of them come back here with a stock directly affects an oversold position. Stock was the fourth worst performer in 2022. So if you would have... Uh... Listen to Jim Cramer last month. He urged his viewers to buy shares of Silicon Valley Bank. And now they've uh, collapsed. That was during the February 8th episode of Mad Money. And 30 days later, the collapse happened. So, of course, people want to know about this, Karine Jean-Pierre. What do you guys have to say about that? How concerned is the Biden administration that more banks, God forbid, more banks could fail in the coming weeks and months? Hey, Wolf, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I just want to be very mindful here. I just heard Phil give a, a pretty good laydown of what's going on. But we we here are going to be really mindful. I know Secretary Yellen uh, put out, uh, her team put out a, a, a note about this kind of. You mean Secretary Yellen that said that inflation that's crushing us was transitory? Uh-uh. Over the last uh, couple of years, that Janet Yellen, that's one we, we're supposed to believe, Corrine Jean-Pierre, coming from the mouth, from your pie hole. You're another vehicle. You're another conduit for lies. But OK, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say? Of a, an update on what's occurring. They're clearly watching this very closely and working with the regulators. I'm just not going to get ahead of what Secretary Yellen and the Treasury Department are doing on this today. Because OK, folks. Two more times, she pretty much says that they're going to defer to the Treasury, that they're not going to answer the question. And this is from CNN, Wolf Blitzer. It's not like this is coming from hardcore journalism. This is coming from friendly journalism. And we get the we get the familiar answer from Karine Jean-Pierre, lightweight, low IQ, diversity higher. I mean, she checked all three boxes, right? Her gender. I mean, what's gender anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, what was the point? They could have they could have put a guy that's biological like me in a wig, and, and and according to the current standard, could have passed him off as a Kareem Jean Pierre. But anyway, uh, let's see, color, race, yeah, check. Uh, uh, gender, oh, check. Uh, orientation, uh, check. Uh, IQ, able to do the job, and eh, she's got three out of four. Let's put her in as White House press secretary. Folks, I know this is not politically correct, and this is not a politically correct show. 
but as a black man, I'm going to exercise my black privilege here. It doesn't help us people of color. Don't you dare call us colored people. <laughs> order, the order of words makes sense. It makes a difference here, folks. This doesn't help us. The actual bigots look at this and say, told you, those people aren't very intelligent. And then it feeds into the liberal bias is like, we got to put Kareem Jean-Pierre's up there because, you know, they can't do it on their own. Well, a person like uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre can't do it on her own because she doesn't have the chops and it doesn't help us people of color regardless of our gender or orientation. As you point out, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is expressing what she calls full confidence in backing your regulators uh, out there. Full, 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 full confidence. Full confidence in banking and banking regulators. We're done with Corinne Jean-Pierre for the moment. Well, no, let, let me just play this one last clip for you. Jobs created. Let's not forget small businesses. There's applications up in the 10 million. That's important from where we started off when the president walked into this administration. Okay. So I, I kind of jumped a few minutes there because we, we, we don't want to lose brain cells listening to Corinne Jean-Pierre. That's why I had to take a very measured approach to how much I play her or the vice president or a whole bunch of other people. That, uh, that lower your IQ when you listen to them. But once again, everything was bad. Since the day that the, the Biden got in the presidency, he's been fixing these things because the narrative is that things were broken under President Trump. That, of course, is not true. But she says have full, full confidence in Yellen and the bank regulators. Well, let's talk a little about SVB just for a second, folks, because this is possibly the beginning of a bad trend. And I know that some people's eyes are going to glaze over. So just give me about two minutes to report on this. I think it's important about the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. It was caused by a massive run on the bank. Okay. Customers initiated withdrawals of $42 billion this week. By the way, in the last few weeks, a principal at the bank uh, cashed in over $2 million of the stock. They knew the thing was going upside down. That word got out. Folks, $42 billion in one week, it collapsed on Friday. The principal, one of the CEOs or CFOs, I had, I had it up here, folks, so I don't want to give you misinformation. I mistakenly closed the tab. But one of the principals withdrew over two, I think it was $2.37 million, or he, he he exercised stock options or sold stock. And then magically in this week, there's a bank run on there. See, it's all insiders. The people knew the, the bank is, as having problems. What the bank did is they took on mortgage-backed uh, uh, securities. And then there was a bank run. And then this is where I want you to. No, I'm gonna spend more than I'm gonna spend more than a minute on this, folks. I think I think this is very important. Not because I'm gonna I have a degree in economics. Not because I'm a retired banker, but because I love you, my fellow Americans, and I don't. I want you to be aware of what's about to happen. They're trying to push us toward a central bank digital currency. 
so they can have control of your money. But you need, and then they're trying to villainize cryptocurrency. I don't care what you think about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, though, I need you to understand, is not the same. A decentralized cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, or whatever, is not the same as a central bank digital currency, which they're trying to push us on. But look what happened here. The same Fed we're supposed to have confidence in, yelling or whatever. Let me just read this to you. On March 8, 2023, the bank announced a loss of approximately $1.8 billion from a sale of investments, U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. They, they had a loss on that sale. On March 8, 2023, the bank's holding company announced it will be conducting a capital raise. Despite the bank being in sound financial condition prior to March 8th, let's not forget, it was February 8th, by the way, that Mad Money, Jim Cramer over on CNBC was telling people to buy the stock exactly uh, on March 8th, this starts to happen. On March 9th, investors and depositors reacted by initiating withdrawals of $42 billion in deposits. Folks, they're saying that this happened because they were trying to do a capital raise. I'm telling you, folks, there was a lot of insider information before this bank run happened. So the first people could get their money. Same thing with the with the PPP loans under President Trump. Same thing with what happened in 2008 and, and the uh, the financial collapse. A lot of a lot of high net worth individuals, connected individuals, and big funds were able to make movements before we even knew what was happening. Remember those closed door meetings, too big to fail? Too big to fail. But you, me, the little guy, we're screwed by design. So they have this $42 billion in deposits uh, bank run. And as of the close of business on March 9th, the bank had a negative cash balance of $958 million. How does that happen, folks? Because of fractional reserve banking. The Federal Reserve System is a fraud. It's a sham. The whole Fed thing is a sham. We have a fiat currency, and then a bank takes in $100 million. Folks, $100 million, but they don't have to have half of that money, 30% of that money in reserves for these bank runs. No, because the FDIC is going to insure it, but only insure it, not the full amount. If you have $2 million in there, but FDIC insurance uh, is $250,000, 400000 would you believe that in this moment I'm drawing a blank, even though I was a vice president at a FDIC-insured bank and have been in retail banking for years? I can't remember what the, what the current limit is. And this is live, otherwise I would stop recording and look it up. Actually, why don't I just do that right now? This is live, folks. That's made of music. So yeah, it's still $250,000 per depositor per insured bank. That's uh, from the, uh, so it's 250000 okay. Maybe I was just confused. They wanted to bring it up to 400000 but it's still $250,000 per depositor per insured bank. Now you know why rich people have several bank accounts in several places. But all the big people got to pull their money out. All the too big to failures. That was under George W. Remember? All the same thing. 
the fractional uh, reserve system. They don't have to have banks taking $100 from you. They don't have to have that in, in reserve. They go and make money off of that by lending it out, but they lend out way more than they actually keep out on reserve. So when there's bank runs, there's not enough cash. And that is why it failed. That is why it failed. Why am I mentioning this? Well, cops were called to the Silicon Valley Bank Manhattan branch after people try to pull their cash out on Friday. These poor suckers didn't have the inside track. They were too late. Cops were calling on them. Think about how scary this is, folks. They want to get us on a central bank digital currency to control the money supply. To even call it digital currency is ridiculous because it's not currency. And guess what the, the, the bank is trying to do over this weekend? They're trying to find a buyer. The parent company, Silicon Valley Bank, is looking for a buyer after the bank was shuttered by regulators on Friday amid a massive drain of deposits and losses on its security portfolio. This is what Bloomberg is reporting. Right now, as I'm speaking, they're trying to find a buyer for SVB to save it. Now, I see, I've seen a lot of messages and comments from you folks all across my social media. By the way, I'm on several social media platforms. The links are down below. I'm on Gab. I'm on Getter. I'm on, forget Parler. I'm on Parler, but I just post links to my videos over there. I don't ever read Parler, so we can skip that one. But I am on, I do read stuff on Gab, on Getter, on Truth Social. I'm still on, I'm still not on back on Twitter. If you could do me a favor, black underscore C underscore Patriot. If you can please ask Elon Musk, please instate black sort of Patriot. He is, uh, he, he is being a target of the racist liberalism at Twitter. I never violated anything. And I'm, they've been a lot of white conservatives have been put back on Twitter, but I'm still off of Twitter. Black underscore C underscore Patriot. Yeah, I can start a new account. I tried that. They took that down as well. Elon Musk needs to know that people at Twitter have it uh, out for me and I need to be back on there. I worked hard to build 30,000 plus followers and I want them back. Now, of course, uh, I, what I'm saying is on social media, people are telling me, oh, but Elon Musk is open to buying or is going to buy Silicon Valley Bank. Folks, this is piss poor journalism. Let me break it down for you. Someone tweeted out. Someone tweeted out, hey, Elon, you might find this interesting. The CEO sold $3.57 million over the last two weeks just before the collapse. And then someone else that says, I think Twitter should buy SVB and become a digital bank. That came from Min Liang Tan. Elon Musk says, I'm open to the idea. That's it. No context. Just says, I'm open to the idea. Now it's being reported that Elon Musk is trying to buy SVB Bank and that Tesla investors are saying, no, we don't want this. Literally, Business Insider. Elon Musk says he's open to the idea of buying Silicon Valley Bank, but a Tesla investor tells him no thanks. When they actually try to find this, uh, this Tesla investor that said no thanks, the reason why they said no thanks is because when Elon Musk bought Twitter, he sold Tesla stock. He made, a, he made a series of Tesla stock sales last year to help finance his Twitter acquisition and it depressed the share price. He sold $8.5 billion in April, $6.9 billion in, in August and almost $4 billion in November and then $3.6 billion last month or at the end of last year, December for a total of $23 billion. So the supposed investor said, no, we don't want you to do that. 
they uh, they look at it. Uh, one Twitter back one twi one Twitter user backed Musk's idea. Sanjay's Twitter profile describes him as a Tesla customer, investor, bull, and Elon fan. And he said, "No, no, don't do that. Um, it, it was going to hurt the stock. No thanks. And and sell another twenty billion dollars worth of Tesla stock. No thanks. This this being reported everywhere that Elon Musk is thinking about buying the bank. But when you look into it, it's just a bunch of Twitter people saying you should you should buy it." All Milan Musk says, I'm open to the idea. And then it's being reported that Tesla investors don't want to do it. They can't even verify this guy on Twitter if he's actually a, a Tesla investor. And he probably could be. He could have $5 shares in Tesla. And this is going, this is being picked up by um, at least Business Insider. When they reported on it, they try to track the guy down and find out if he's a real deal. That's that's mainstream journalism for you, folks. A bunch of people saying stuff on Twitter and it's making the news. Must be a slow news day. And hell, even I'm guilty of it. I'm reporting on it, but I'm reporting on it to fact check it. Now, I got a call from BCP Jr. All of my children, by the way, work. They work, including my just turned 18-year-old in his third semester uh, at university. Now, my uh, junior called me and said, by the way, they're full-time, they're all full, all children, all my children are full-time college students and they all work. I did in, in, in college. Why should they not do it? Junior called me and said, Dad, it's Friday. I'm supposed to get my uh my direct deposit. You know, I've I've got I've got things I need to pay. And uh my money is not in my uh my direct deposit's not there. He's with Wells Fargo. Also, luckily, I taught my children the 10-10-80 rule and then how you advance that to a 10-40-50 rule. You, as soon as you get your money, you tithe 10%, you save and invest 10%, and you only spend or your budget starts with 80% of, your, of, what, you, of what you have, okay? So tithing either to your church, to ministries you support to anything that's not you feed the children whatever okay 10% is not yours it goes to better humanity causes that you believe in or your church or ministry or diocese 10% off the bat you've got to do it off the bat so obviously junior was kind of upset that his money was like floating, but not available to him, but he wasn't in a desperate situation because he's got most of his money saved. But this has got to be scary folks. You're in your early twenties, you're 18, 19, you were card for your paycheck Monday, uh, Friday comes uh, uh, and your direct deposit not available to you, but they want us to trust. They want us to trust them with the fed who is trying to get us on a digital currency. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Some call that the B system. By the way, I still do maintain, uh, and my son obviously was with Wells Fargo, because that's the news. Wells Fargo glitch causes customers' money to disappear, leaving negative balances. Thousands of Wells Fargo's customers, the fourth largest bank in the United States, by total assets of $1.7 trillion, 
report that their money mysteriously disappeared from their accounts, leaving them with negative balances. Many customers have supported they have not received direct deposits and scheduled paychecks. A spokesman for Wells Fargo said the nationwide glitch caused some customers to see negative balances and others to see missing transactions. They said that they're going to get their money back and any, any fees will also be. But what about fees from third parties? What about bounce checks? They're not going to cover all of that. And it's very interesting. Very interesting. We sincerely apologize for any convenience this may have caused. If you see incorrect balances or missing transactions, this may be due to a technical issue, and we apologize. Your account continues to be secure, and we're working, to, working quickly on a resolution. This comes from uh, Wells Fargo. They're, they tweeted it out yesterday. But it's funny because I actually uh, did a transaction at Wells Fargo yesterday, logged on to the banking system, and saw no I didn't see any notices about that. That should be on the front, on the very front. Nothing. Nope. Now, it's interesting that yesterday, this is, uh, yesterday, Tucker Carlson's show did not have any new footage of January 6th. They've gotten to him. They've silenced him and muzzled him. But he did have this segment with Christy Nome, a name being whispered and not so whispered for 2024 perhaps as a vice presidential pick for President Trump. So the drama in the banking sector, the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, has a lot of Americans concerned about how to protect their money. And of course, politicians are using that concern to their advantage as always. Several states are now trying to centralize currency with a so-called central bank digital currency, which is, by the way, not currency at all. It's software. But they're going to do it for your own good. Obviously, this is a tool of total social control. Total social control, folks. I'm talking about this, the B system. And it's so funny that uh, I'll probably put this uh, if I end up for the replay. Making this the uh, the headline story. It wasn't going to be another one, but I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on this. This is important, folks. This is the B system. Christians know what I'm talking about. Even if you don't believe in the Bible, like I do. It's very funny. He put the uh, he put a reptile in a suit. Reptilians. There's no such thing as reptilians, folks. Unless you buy the idea, which I do, that uh, reptile snake is a symbol for Satan, the sa Satan of the Garden of Eden. And these people are doing satanic things by trying to control and manipulate human beings with the currency. In that case, I guess it'd be reptilians, but these are not aliens. These are just very evil, wicked, vile, and uh, sociopathic and psychopathic warmongers and control freaks. Tucker Carlson has an image of a banker in a suit, a reptile, social control. Folks, this is a thing. These are tests. These are tests. Make you scared of, of currency and cash. Because you can't go to the bank and get it. But don't worry. If we have a digital currency, your money will never be lost. It's all social control. Because once it has a digital, a digital currency, they'll be able to control what you buy. Cut off your money. You can only use your money for food and shelter. You can't use it for entertainment. You can't give it away. You can't transfer it. And I start out at the very beginning. What is Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to tell people? Everything is fine. Everything is safe. Don't worry. 
Don't worry. Janet Yellen and the Fed have everything in control. Jekyll and Hyde situation, folks, all on an island. All on an island. The whole thing was a sham. Planned on an island, done overnight. And been screwing us ever since for decades with this fake FDIC system. If they control your money, if they can zero out your bank account with a keystroke. Kind of like what just happened at Wells Fargo. Then you have no autonomy. And they can just call it a glitch. Oh, that's just a glitch in the system. They control you. Well, in the state of South Dakota, legislators just passed a bill that would have changed the definition of money to exclude cryptocurrency, and that would put the state on a path to centralized digital currency. South Dakota's governor, Kristi Noem, the only governor we're aware of who's paying attention to this, vetoed that bill. She joins us tonight to explain why. Governor, thank you very much for doing this first and for coming on. Okay. Uh, by the way, the uh, entire show of Tucker Carlson last night did not include uh, did not include any new footage. It's now uh, a week. We're not going to get any more footage. It's just passed. They have uh, they have muzzled him. But let's see what did he talk about yesterday? He talked about the second largest bank failure, which we're talking about here. SVP, SVB. He spent. Let's see. He spent the first. Uh, third of this program talking about it. This is interesting to me. Uh, unbeknownst to me, we're covering many of the same things. He talked about uh, Corey uh, Bush, the drain on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and the dangers of travel uh, because of the wokeness in the uh, here in America having to do with travel safety, whatever. Then he had Christy Noman, and then he had. Uh, talk about the climate cult with Jordan Peterson. Nothing about J6 as far as I can see. I'm just scrolling through the whole thing. Nope. J6 is dead as far as the coverage from Tucker Carlson is concerned. Um, why did you do it? You're obviously under pressure not to veto it, but you did. Why mm -hmm. did you? Well, Tucker, it was the right thing to do. I became aware of this bill. It wasn't introduced until almost halfway through our legislative session. We started reading through this bill that was over 110 pages long. It was sold as an update to the guidelines of the Universal Commercial Code, backed by all of our financial institutions, our banks, as we started reading through it. We saw the section of the bill that changed the definition of currency. And essentially what it did was pave the way for a government-led uh, CBDC, and it also banned any other form of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or digital currency that existed. So, so we got to be beholden to government money. Bravo, Christy Noam. Bravo. For me, it very clearly was a threat to our freedom. Uh, in South Dakota, we are the session that completes its business earliest in the year. We are the first ones to really look at this bill and find out the truth of what's in it. Folks, this is uh, in North, excuse me, South Dakota. But these bastards are trying to in implement th this uh, digital currency through all throughout all the states. Christy Noam was smart enough to get it, uh, to catch it. And you notice they try to do that at the very end of the legislative session, and they'd always do it through something else. It was through another code, another law that they try to sneak that in there. They are trying to push the beast system. Be aware. 
like, share, subscribe, folks. Uh, please check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. The link is down below, as well as our sister channel, The BCP Report. I shall be back later today with uh, more news items. There's a uh, a news item here. Looks like a possible attempt uh, on the life of someone that would replace uh, Joseph. So it's kind of developing. I'll get the information for you on the next episode. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.